I think the other thing it did for me too was it gave me validation that the way I understood myself and understood the world was was okay. Like so many things, you know, since I've been doing like mentoring with Carly, it's just, you know, she's, she's such an intelligent woman and she says these things. And I'm like, I've known this my whole life, but I've never had a framework for it or I've never had, I've, you know, always thought, oh, am I on the right track or am I being a bit crazy in how I'm interpreting this you know, how I'm unpacking the world or myself or relationships or parenting or whatever. Um, And I think it's because we do have four modes. We can view things so differently often. It's that, that validation that all of those different parts of me that do see the world differently and through a different lens are all innately genius at the same time. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to this week's episode. And I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today because this convo is with Stacey Marie, and Stacey is a digital business coach. And I have had this incredible luxury of getting to know Stacey this year in 2021. And We crossed paths a few years ago, but it's been so magical connecting with her, learning more about what she's doing in her business, and also this incredible journey that she's been on with Soul Modes. And you will most probably find in this episode so many gold mines scattered throughout because Stacey has such an incredible awareness on emotional intelligence. She's also great with um, understanding people, also the exploration of self and all the great things that come with going on the journey of exploring who you are and also the world around you. And I've had some really beautiful conversations with Stacey online and offline. And I think what I love about her the most is she's an incredible mum. She is always looking to impart knowledge into her beautiful girls. And I truly believe that's admirable as a parent, Um, but also some of the advice she's even given me in my life. And so I'm so just so thrilled to be able to share this conversation with you today. And I think what has made me even more excited to share it is that Stacey has been going on this journey with soul modes and to see where she's going to be taking that, well, I've heard about it, but to see and hear where she's not only taking this part of her business, but also what she's stepping into is just so damn exciting. So a really big thank you to Stacey for jumping on the mic with me in this episode. Pre-warning, I do get a little bit ranty as this always happens when we get together. Um, But thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us on the podcast. And without further ado, I will hand over to Stacey. What is something that you've learned lately? It can be big or small. I'd love you to share that with us. 
Oh, okay. So you fully like put me on the spot, hard out. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up wasn't prepared for that question. Like fully put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, oh, it, okay. I'll tell you something I've learned. It's not, it's actually something I already knew, something about myself. It's something that I keep rejecting every now and again, but always end up coming back to. And that, that is, I am a good leader of people. So it's just, so a little bit of context to that is I'm like the treasurer in my children's netball team, right? And we have fundraisers and have to do days where we're up in the canteen and organizing things and carnivals and stuff. And I'm usually always like one of the main people in charge of everything. And, but that gets really draining. So every now and again, I lose my shit and I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Someone else can organize it. And I'm like back in charge of tomorrow's fundraiser. Like I've got to go by 12 hundred million sausages after I finish this podcast and all this stuff and it was just it just comes back to that whole thing of just like I'm just one of those people that can take charge and there's nothing wrong with that like it's actually a really good quality to have ah you know like it's a good quality to have but I you sometimes you reject those good qualities about yourself because you look at the negative aspects of them too much but it's like it's a good thing because people would Mm. they needed someone to take charge and I took charge do you think maybe it's because when you work in the corporate industry, there's a lot of a chiefs and not enough Indians, like in the sense of there's a lot of leaders in the organization. And sometimes you're like, am I being too masculine? But then like, it actually is a really good thing to be a great leader because not everyone wants to take the lead. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I think a lot of my hangups around my perception of leadership come from living in that masculine corporate environment for almost 20 years. And, you know, if a woman's assertive, she's considered bossy or, you know, those sort of connotations that get put on leadership from women in society. And like, I don't always want to live in that space. So that's when I reject it sometimes because I'm like, oh, I just don't want to have to do that anymore. But it's a good quality to have. Yeah. And you're like a great, like, I know we're not diving into astrology today, everyone, but Stacey is an incredible Libra and Libra is a personal ear planet. And so the gorgeous thing with that is, is that not only do you lead, you do it from a place of positive intention because it's all about harmony and making sure everyone's needs are met. And so like, I'd imagine as a leader, like you're like the mother hen, you'd be like rounding up everyone. Yeah. And because it's this obviously, you know, with the whole fundraiser thing for the kids, it's just like, I'm doing it for the kids, you know. But I guess the lesson in that is um, the things that like don't shy away from the things that you're good at. Yeah. You know, like lean into them because if you're good at something, it's a natural talent. And some people always wish that they had that talent that you've got, you know. Yeah. And it's so Interesting, because I think as women, we shy away from that so much. Like we have our, like these unique talents and capabilities and, you know, it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to others. And I think that, um, especially with the way that social media is today, we're always, we're inundated with people and trends and everything's happening. But like, what if we really embraced who we were and shined a light on that to the world, like sometimes that's the harder thing to do, but it actually makes you so much more magical. Yeah. 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 Um, We're not going to be talking about astrology today, everyone. We actually need to talk (laughs) about, um, I have to like catch myself. I'm like, right. No, no, no. I love it. I'm always here for the KJ astrology. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, we're going to talk about soul modes today um, because this is something that is so awesome that Stacey um, has been diving into. And now you're a soul modes mentor, yeah? Yep. Yeah, amazing. And I want to talk about this, but I want to benchmark it for a moment because um, I actually want to talk a little bit about your story and your journey before even moving into soul modes because you mentioned before you've worked in the corporate industry for such a long time. I know you as an incredible business owner and um, a digital business coach as well. And then you're moving into this um, energetic space. And it's so like, it's this it feels like you've been on such a journey. So I'd love you to take us on that journey with you. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I my like my brand name is The Social Hub. I started that, you know, three years ago and started that as a social media coach. Like that was my, my main thing. That was the thing I was always known for. And um, I came, actually came out of like 17 year career in finance. So it was very much a very different space to live in, but I was always in people leadership and always did like, you know, develop learning and development coaching and stuff like that. So in terms of like what I did was kind of the same. I just was teaching different things and doing it for myself. Um, and you know, even though we talk about the corporate world being very masculine, I'd there's a lot of stuff I learned in that time that I have brought over to running a business and, you know, a lot of my discipline and business acumen comes from the things that I learned during that time. And I'll, like I, I've had so many good friends. It was such a great time of my life. It was just time for me to move on to do something for myself. But I guess over the last few years, I've still do a lot of social media coaching, but I've moved into more like digital business, digital products, courses, helping people start their podcasts, um, you know, anything like digital stuff, like that's just kind of this, that's what I love. I just love doing that. Um, and yeah, and it's been an awesome three years, like learned so much as you do in business. It's just a constant state of evolution and learning. <laughs> Nothing stays the same for very long, you know, but um, I guess, yeah, in terms of like moving more into an energetic space, it's funny because that part of me has always been there. I just don't think I showed it like coming from a really masculine business environment. I moved straight into being quite masculine in the way that I delivered my actual business. Mm -hmm. And in the last 12 months, stepping away from that and being a bit more feminine and, you know, tapping into that side of me is probably a change for my audience, but not necessarily a change for me. Like when I was a little kid, my auntie used to take me to, I grew up in Lismore, which is like northern New South Wales and there's these markets there called the Channon markets and they're like full-on country like hippie markets like there's um crystals there and like these would be crystals people just would have got out of the ground I'm sure like from down the road near the creek and stuff and she used to take me there as a kid and we would go crystal hunting and um she would teach me like what all the crystals meant and this is good for that and that sort of thing and I kind of you know I grew up around that you know, around that sort of vibe and she'd have cards and angels and stuff around her house. And she was kind of what I guess really introduced me to that side of the world that I was not really aware of. And um, ever since then, I've always had an avid interest in, you know, in like in energy and, you know, the universe, I guess. And, um, you know, and then more recently, like 
human behavior and emotional intelligence. Like it's definitely been an evolution over time, but that side of me has always been there. I just don't think I showed it very well at the beginning when I started my business. Do you think that's like also innately part of who we're meant to be is like that childlike innocence of when we were young and what we were drawn to. And it's like, it's almost like we're coming home to that. Like we're coming back to that, but we have to go through all these twists and turns because we think we want other things in life. And then we come back to this magical place, which we've kind of known all along. Well, I'll tell you a little theory I came up with this week. If you're happy for me to bend your ear for a couple minutes. So I'm, I'm 41, I'll be 42 in a few months, and um, I've been doing a lot of research into like the life phases of women. And I feel like in your 40s, um, and I know you'll, you'll probably resonate with this because you're like late 30s, is I feel like in your 40s is the, the stage of your life where you start to come back to yourself again, yeah. and, but in a really different way to the rest of your life. Like as a teenager, you are suddenly thrust, it's suddenly thrust upon you that, oh my God, you're an actual person that has a real personality and who the hell am I? Like, that's where you're at then. In your 20s, it's like you're, and, and this is very overgeneralization, but in that stage of your life, it's like you're looking for a, your partner, you're looking for that person that you want to spend your time with. So you're trying to identify yourself in terms of who you are in other relationships, friendships, partners, you know, career, that, that sort of stuff. In your 30s, for a lot of women, and, and for me it was definitely this, it was who I was as a mother. So I was identifying myself as the, the person who had to raise these little kids. And now in my 40s, my kids are older. They don't need me to like literally feed them or bath them or do that stuff for them anymore. And, yeah, I just feel like you do come back to yourself a little bit, but in a, in a way of it's like, I actually really don't give a damn what anyone thinks of me. Like, not that I'm like nasty about it, but it's like, this is who I am. You know, this is me. If you like it, take it or leave it. And you do come back to some of those things that you go, oh yeah, I have always loved that, but I never, I've had so, so much of my energy and my time's been built, building a career and a family and relationships and that. And it's like suddenly in your forties or around this age of your life, it's, it's like, oh, I can get back to doing what my work is for my life, my work in the world, whatever you want to call it, like what is the meaning of what you're here to do? And some of that, yes, is going back to some of the things you loved when you were younger because when you were young, you, it was all about you. Yeah, it's like the best. So it's, yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> something I just noticed this week and I was like, oh, that definitely rings true for me anyway. I yeah. feel like I'm picking things up again in my life that I haven't looked at for such a long time and it's because I've got the space to do it yeah. because all those other relationships are solidified for me now. And I, I love that. I think, well, from my perspective, you've hit the money on the head there. Like that is absolute. I think it's like we're always on this lifelong journey and quest and evolution, but it's nice to be able to like not care so much about what other people think and also lean into what you really want and how you want to spend your time and who you want to be and show up as. Because I think that that I, I, I wish more people would lean into that because I think it's just so easy to fall into the trap of other people's expectations or doing, like, I've been talking a lot this week about people pleasing. Like, I used to be an avid people pleaser because I wanted everyone to like me. And it's like, you get to this place in your life and you're like, no, like, that's, it, that's sacrificing my own health and well being. But also, it's like, I don't want to show up 
rather than anyone else but myself like <laughs> yeah just my and, yeah but and it's but yeah it's just it's rang so true for me and particularly a few friends I've spoken to lately it's like we're just at that point of our lives where it's like this is me yeah. not that you're not willing to grow like absolutely always willing to grow but this is me these are my values these are the things that I you know I like to do and I, I want to spend my time with people that value that and if you don't like it oh well you know, whereas in your 20s, it was crushing if someone didn't like you. Oh, totally. Like, why don't you like me? Like, I'm trying so hard for people to like me and be a good person. <laughs> My God, 100%. Like, it is. And it's, it doesn't, yeah, it, it can be a detriment as well. Like, yeah, deb- no, the word I'm looking for is debilitating. There were times yeah. where I would just like be like, why, why? And then you kind yeah. of get to this place. I think as a business owner too, you get to this place where, I think at the beginning, I actually had like a massive hang up around that. Like I wanted everyone to like me. And then it's just been more coming into this year. I'm like, oh no, like that was like the year I decided this year, I've decided to own everything and I'm like, take it or leave it. But it's so nice because I don't have as much stress and worry about like trying to perform for Mm. everyone. It's like, no, no, see, these are my people and I want to hang out with them and that's it. (laughs) It's like you make peace with the fact that you're not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's still though, it may, it's such a it's such a um, interesting quality of human behavior because I think anybody listening can resonate with that. Like we want everyone to like us, but then we're not for everyone. So how can they? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's definitely something I think particularly women, men don't seem to care so much about that stuff. Like men yeah. are like, oh, well, if you don't like me, I don't really care. But us women, it's you go back and forth with it so many times, right? Mm. It's like. Because yeah. most of us are just trying to be good people and we don't understand sometimes why does that person not value that? And it's just because they're different to us. They've got a different value set. Totally. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so soul modes. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's dive into this because I've got the soul modes book in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And like I, when I get the charts, I'm always like, I, I saw yesterday, I think you were talking about beer mode yesterday um, on story, maybe on Instagram stories, but I've seen you talk about all four modes, but I would love you to give us some insight. Like what, okay, where should we begin? What are soul modes? Where should we begin? Yeah, let's start there. Let's start there for anyone that doesn't know um, or hasn't heard of soul modes. So soul modes is an energetic cycle that feminine core beings, women, anyone who identifies as a woman, feminine core beings is what the author Carly Marie says, um, cycle through. So it's, and I think, you know, from a broader point of view, women, by nature, we're cyclical creatures. Like we have four life phases, the maiden, mother, mega and crone phase. Um, We experience the actual physical seasons. And I, I feel like as women, we, I feel like we are so connected to physical seasons way more than men are. Like we feel hibernatory in winter in the, such a different way than what men do. And we feel alive in summer way in such a different way too. We're so connected to it. Um, we've got our feminine cycle and, you know, if you've talked to anyone that's an expert in that, they often refer to the four stages of our female cycle as seasons. Um, and so you can kind of relate soul modes to it's four energetic cycles or four little micro seasons in a way that we go through over and over again. But um, different to like a moon cycle or your 
your period or menstrual menstrual cycle, it's not determined by dates or anything or, or planets or anything like that. It's based on what you need energetically in that moment. And you can cycle through them really quickly. So you could go through all four modes in a day. You could go through them over a few days. And because they're based on energy and what you need at a soul level, you move through them based on how well you can identify what you need in that moment. So it's a real, I've kind of ex- kind of expressed it as like a real journey in self-exploration to understand who you are, what you need and how you can give yourself that self-love in a way that's like, I need this at a soul level and it's okay for me to have it sort of thing because we're not very good at doing that. <laughs> no. I think <laughs> I think the biggest thing I like when I started um, looking at it, I loved the fact that it's encouraging you to tune inwards and yes. really look inwards and you said something before around like it's this incredible ability to really dive into the exploration of self, which we love talking about on the podcast, but like being able to tune inwards and think about what we most need in that moment. That is, I think for so many people, the hardest thing to do. <laughs> totally. And like uh, the four modes are, so the, the what we cycle through, so it's wild mode, bear mode, super mode, and sparkle mode. And we go through them in in order all the time. And I love the simplicity about it. I also, there was a part of me that just loved that there's a little bit of, uh, it's, it's almost, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say this in like, I don't want it to be this perceived in like a negative way or a, like I'm downplaying it, but it's almost quite childlike in, in its, it's playful is probably the better word. Like yeah. it's very playful in the sense that, you know, your wild woman's, you know, signified I would use a lion emoji or like a wild woman sort of thing and you're hibernating bears like a bear your superwoman's like superwoman and your sparkle mode's like a sparkly fairy and I I loved that because it appealed to my playfulness I also like things to be really simple and I love that it was only four modes but the other part was I loved that you know having teenage daughters I just found it to be so simple in the sense of imparting this wisdom onto them of how to look, be introspective and how to understand yourself and how to have self-acceptance and also self-love around the different parts of you as well. So there was, part of me loved it because I just resonated with it. The other part of me loved it because I was like, oh my God, I see this is such a great tool for young women as well yeah, growing up. I like a superwoman, Stacey. Like you're like super mum to me. And I think I said this to you last time we were chatting because like being able to give that gift to your kids, like that's amazing because I think like you're giving them this gift of self-awareness, which majority of kids probably don't even have that opportunity from their parents. Well, it all comes from the mum, you know, like it comes from you yourself. You've got to be self-aware to be able to teach them how to be self-aware. And that's kind of like my message with it is I just want to help women be more self-aware of themselves because in turn, that's how we change the world is by imparting that onto our children. And then they impart that onto their children. You know, Um, it's a very simplistic way of looking at changing the world, but I see it as to be totally the truth. You change your heart, you change your family, you change the world. Totally. Totally. Like, yeah, there's definitely something to be said of how, what you teach your kids, but also how you teach your kids. And I'm not a, I'm not a parent, but um, it's so interesting to see other people as parents. And 
I will never have an opinion on that because I'm not a parent and I think that's the wrong thing to have. But it's just so interesting to see, like I've got my, my, one of my really good friends, Mon, she is such an amazing mum, and like, um, she's got two little girls. They're like my, they're like the apple of my eye. And, um, Evie is at school. She just started school and Aria is three and like, she has like gratitude cards with the kids. And like, so like that one of the times I went around, they were like, she was like, show Annie Christy what you say before you go to bed. And they're like, I am strong. I am capable. I am beautiful. And like my heart just melted because I've seen other parents that are like the complete opposite. And I'm like, yeah, and it's just like you're actually giving these kids, like like what you're doing, right? You're actually allowing them to like feel really empowered as individuals and especially as women. Yeah, and I think, you know, kids, I, I don't think I, I was never told to be seen and not heard. I was never told that as a child. And I guess that's probably why I'm so vocal about so many things is I've always known that my voice was valuable. But I know that, you know, even in my generation or our generation, there was a lot of us out there that were told that. That it was like, you know, no, this is what you do. This is the box that you fit in as a child. And there's a lot of grown adults walking around with a lot of demons on their shoulder around having that message be told to them. And it's, you know, you, here you go, go in a box. And this is where they don't understand themselves. There's no, they don't know how to look introspectively and inwardly and understand who they are as a core human being. And if if we, I think, you know, if, if it's, it's such big picture thinking, but if more women are able to be able to understand themselves, then they will pass that knowledge on to future generations. And that's what I love about Soul Modes is it is such a journey of self-exploration. There's a statement Carly says a lot, like a bit of a tagline for the book, and it's when you're not one ordinary woman, you're four extraordinary ones. And I love that because so many times we feel like we're crazy because we'll have, we'll feel one way in the morning and another way in the afternoon. And we're told that that's being flighty, or if you're in bear mode and you want to have a sleep or you're feeling a bit down, you're depressed, you know, or if you're um, in super mode and you're in that really masculine state and you are doing lots of things or taking lots of leadership, you're bossy or you're too ambitious. Like all of these different parts of us have been, we've been told by society a lot of the time, there's something wrong with that. And this is a way for us to reclaim it and go, no, there is nothing wrong with this part of me. It's just a part of who I am. It's not all of who I am. Um, And there's nuances to who I am. You've got me fired up already. I feel like a badass just talking to you on this Friday. (laughs) I'm like, right, let's get into it. (laughs) So can you walk us through the four modes and give us, I know that, um, well, from what I've kind of gained an understanding of is like you can go as deep as you want to. So kind of like astrology in that regard, it's like how how deep do you want to go? But you can also peel it right back and simplify it too. And so I was hoping you could walk us through the four modes. Have you ever wondered what your life would look like if you owned your magic? What possibilities could you create? Well, if you're ready to start your own transformation, there's a number of ways we can work together, whether you're looking for a power hour, an astro strategy, or a three-month journey. My vision for you is to help you master confidence, gain clarity, and transform your world. Speaking of worlds, how do I do this with you in mind? I blend the ancient wisdom of astrology with philosophy and anchor it in psychology. When these worlds collide, you own your magic. 
If you're ready, send me a message as I'd love to learn more about how I can best support you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And totally like anything, you can totally live just in this really simplistic version of it um, or you can go as deep as you want with it, right? And obviously I've gone pretty deep with it. But the, the, the basics of it with the four modes is, you know, basically that statement that you're not one ordinary woman, that you're four extraordinary ones. And it's, I feel like soulmates is just a big permission slip to own those different nuances within yourself and understand yourself on such a deeper level. So wild mode is, it's your wild woman. She's like, she's the big picture thinker. She's the one that doesn't want to be caged in by structure or society or be told what to do. Um, she wants to break down all the old walls and build new ones. And, um, you know, I, for me, it, I can only talk obviously of how I see it show up for me, but a lot of this is rings true to a lot of people, other people as well. I find, you know, wild mode is where you've got these big ideas, right? Or you're starting to question things that are like you, it's, it's, it's like when you, you go into wild mode, like the veil's lifted on the world for you and you start to go, oh, modern day you know, education system, it's ridiculous and I want to take my children out of it and I'm going to homeschool now because why should they be put in a box? Or, you know, these are the sort of things that you start to think about in wild mode, you know, or as a business owner, you might might be one of those days where you wake up and go, I'm going to change my branding. I'm going to totally rebrand my business. I'm going to like get rid of all my offers and create all new ones. And, and you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can be called a bit flighty or whatever in that moment but it's because your wild woman's your visionary genius so it's just that in that moment you can tap into that big picture thinking and that visionary style of thinking that you can't do in the other modes it's like your wild woman's there she's like the ceo of your life she's there to show you what's possible she's not there to be confined in how things happen she's there to show you what's possible um in your life and I actually found wild mode the hardest to identify when I first started on this journey because we've been told as women in society to fit into a box and that if you, you know, not to think too big because that life is for other people. Like you're meant to work like you don't have children and be a mother like you don't have a job and pull your big girl panties up and suck it up and do what you have to do, right? Um, so it was, it's, it's almost like society's tried to squash our wild woman in a way. But when you, when you allow her the opportunity to come through and start to think, allow that big picture thinking to come in, it opens your mind up to what's possible in your life. And it doesn't mean to say you need to have this big global world changing business or impact. It might just be, you know, that big picture thinking in terms of how can you change your life and change your world, which might just be you and your family or you and your partner or you and your friend circle, like whatever is important to you, you know, mm-hmm. or it might be exploring that new thing that you've always been scared to do, you know. I love that you highlighted that because I think there's so often that we like wait for these big grandiose moments or we like want to like change the world in this really Um, profound way and sometimes like just changing how you show up or who you are or like just this small moment is actually has the biggest flow on effect you don't have to like take on the world baby (laughs) yeah well um 
I'm, I'm writing a chapter in a book at the moment and one of the things I wrote the other day when I was writing was that ordinary moments are pivotal moments. Yeah. Like sometimes we're waiting for like the clouds to open and the rainbow to come out and the sun to start shining on us and the birds to start chirping for us to go, oh, this is the meaning of my life. Those moments don't usually ever come. It's these small, ordinary, pivotal moments. And I usually think I find now I feel like that's your wild woman. Yeah. Your wild woman going, this is, this is what you're meant to do. Um, so, but like anything, we can't live in that state all the time. If we did, nothing would ever get done. We'd be too busy thinking about <laughs> these awesome things we could do. Um, so the next mode is bear mode. And I find it so fitting that bear mode comes after wild mode. It's almost like she's going, come back down here to actually thinking about how this is going to work out (laughs) like that's big picture thinking you can't live there all the time come back down and um but your bear is very is very introspective so your bear often loves stillness um some people a lot of people it will show up in physical stillness um as in they want to literally lie still or have a sleep or um you know sit with a cup of tea or read a book or something like that I'm a pretty active person, so bear mode doesn't show up like that for me necessarily, but it's definitely mental and maybe emotional stillness. So it's like, you know, if the kids are constantly asking me questions, if I'm in bear mode, I'm like, wow, that is just enough words for today. (laughs) You've used up your word limit. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet is what we need right now. Um, It's where I probably wouldn't like a lot of digital time, like a probably reject tech in bear time, uh, bear mode, sorry. And um, so, yeah, just being a bit more still with your thoughts. Your your bear mode is like your spiritual genius. So in that moment you're able to uh, like tap into the ability to be introspective, which is really scary. Yeah. <laughs> Super scary. So you, a lot of people will find in bear mode like a lot of limiting beliefs come up and this is where you have that big idea and then two hours later you start going, well, who the fuck am I to say that I can do this awesome thing? I'm not big enough for that. I'm just this little person over here. And, you know, you start to have these limiting beliefs come up. But when you work on yourself long enough, which I know you've done a lot of work on yourself, you start to realise that those moments, it's again, it's just in bear mode, you have the ability to tap into that spiritual genius that can go, What's the origin story of this limiting belief? What is it? And you, it's painful, but you're able to actually go there and then release it in that oh, moment. Totally. It's, yeah. But, I think so many people are so afraid to look inwards and it is, it's shit when you're in it, right? You're like, I call it my rock bottom. It's like when you're wading through the depths of rock bottom. Rock bottom. It feels like, feels like walking through cement sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, this is so hard totally and it's like I think like I've learned to love my rock bottoms because I find that my greatest growth and expansion always comes from those times but I always say to anybody it's like you don't want to hang out in rock bottom because I think a lot of people like then they'll they'll wallow a bit then they'll hang out there it's like no no you got to find the ladder girl and you got to get back out because otherwise you're going to miss like all the transformation that comes with that moment in time totally and it's not to say that every bear mode is this like massive transformational, you're letting go of all these limiting beliefs sort of thing, it, but it is a, definitely a time when you can go there more than others. 
for me, like I've done a lot of work on myself. So bear mode for me could be just a couple of hours just to sit and read a book or so good. go and get a coffee and not, in, and not talk to anybody and turn my phone off. Like that could be bear mode for me. It's not necessarily always a big thing, but it's definitely more stillness and introspection. Um, the next comes super mode, which sounds pretty self-explanatory. Your super woman is, um, you know, she's like your, your engineer, you know. <laughs> she's this person that gets shit done. She writes lists and loves structure and um, organises things. And if we go back to the beginning <laughs> of the podcast when I said about how I've got thrown back into taking charge of this fundraiser, it was my bear mode that said I don't want to do this one because I was like, I'm done. I just don't want any noise. And then kick back into super mode and it's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what your superwoman loves. So, um, and it's funny, like I think I, I think I lived in super mode for a long time. I think coming from corporate yep. and, you know, pulling your big girl panties up and getting all the shit done is something that was really valued there. So I feel like I lived in that mode for but probably as a dominant mode for a long time. And when I found soul modes, it was just like my permission slip to not have to live like that anymore. And it was so freeing for me to go, I don't have to be a superwoman anymore. I can yeah. allow those other parts of me to come through. But for a lot of people, harnessing their superwoman is actually brilliant because it's the time when you can tap into that genius of yourself that can figure out how to create that thing on your website that's been bugging you or that actually really enjoys doing task oriented things that you may not like to do at other times, you know, like schedule your social media content or do your books or um, plan your week or something like that, you know, Instant, even as simple as like I plan what we're eating for the week, like I meal plan the family's meals in super mode and then because I'm never cooking in super mode, I'm always in some other mode but the other mode benefits from the fact that my superwoman was so organised. <laughs> We love her. We just don't want to be her all the time, but we love her. She's awesome. I like that. I like how you frame that. It's like the, that my other modes are going to benefit from me being in this moment. Yeah, totally. But we can't always we can't always we can't always live like that because you know otherwise there's no there's no there's no like emotion happening. It's just task orientated stuff. Um, and then the last mode is sparkle mode. So she's like your vibrational genius. So it's, I, I feel like sparkle mode, I know Carly said this a lot and this definitely rings true to me. It's like sparkle mode is there to ground you and bring you back to what's really important because in wild mode, you're so big picture. In bear mode, you're so introspective. In super mode, you're so getting things done. For me, sparkle mode is like brings me back to what's really important to me. And for me, that's my relationships. It's when I'm so connected to the kids and I love doing things with them it's when date nights if you have a date night in sparkle mode it's the best like you're so in love with your partner on, on in sparkle mode and um you know it's like it's, it's the days where you go out for lunch with your friends or I might do a live stream or do something like that where I feel really connected to other people because as you know as doing my natal chart um communication and relationships are so important to me. So that's how sparkle mode shows up for me a lot. Yeah. Um, for other people, it might be other things. It might be more like, you know, just, yeah, what are the things that ground you? What are the things that are really important to you? And for me, relationships are super important. So that's why that's how sparkle mode shows up for me. But some other people, it might be go traveling or, you know, just 
being might be the relationship with yourself that's the most important one to work on and that's totally okay as well but it's it's more that um the vibration of what's really important to you and I think and if you want to go a bit deeper with it it's where you can do that work of like um visualization you can do a lot of visualizing and calling things in when you're in sparkle mode because that vibrational part of you you've got more access to it than in the other modes I love that that's good yeah because sometimes I can visualize my ass off and then other days I'm like I can't even get to a place where I'm like I I don't even want to dream up my future because my brain's going in 10 million different directions yeah yeah (laughs) yeah And do you know, one thing that I was thinking about as you were going through all four modes is that I love that you are all four, because I think when you said like in the corporate world, you felt like you spent more time in super mode. And I think that as women, especially, you know, whether it's corporate or whether it's as a business owner or whether it's just our own circumstances, we can get caught up of in one mode or spending too much time there because we think we're meant to be there. And the reality is, is that we really need to embrace all aspects of who we are. And like everything you just shared, I was like, I resonate with that. And I resonate with that. And I'm also all of that combined. And it's just allowing each part of me to be expressed at the right time when I'm feeling it. Yeah. And, you know, as I've been in business longer and I work with pretty much mostly women and a lot of mums, and one of the big things that comes through a lot in terms of what's challenging those, the people I work with and the people in my audience is um, for the mums, a lot of mum guilt around feeling that they, you know, that how they're prioritising their business versus how they're prioritising their family. And they have a lot of guilt around that because of hustle culture yeah. and, you know, all this kind of, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And, you know, while all of those statements are great singularly on their own as a movement, and if you try and embody that all the time, it's not actually very healthy for you. So there's a lot of mums out there feeling massive mum guilt around how little time they're spending with their family when they actually started their business to spend more time with their family. And um, then also a lot of women experiencing burnout or what they feel is burnout or on the way to burnout. Again, because of hustle culture and doing, you know, you get into business with these starry eyes of I'm going to create this amazing thing and then you realise it's actually really hard work. And so you start listening to all the experts and trying to do what all these people are telling you to do and then you just end up on this like mouse wheel a lot of the time trying to keep up with all these things that you've got to do every day. And it gets exhausting and yeah. I feel like soul modes is just a way to kind of go, no, what is good for me? What is good for me in my life or my business? And giving you that permission to go, this is what I need. This is what I need to do. What an absolute game changer though. If everybody tuned into what they needed rather than feeling like they need the next strategy, they need the next like blueprint. Like, I, hey, I'm all for a strategy and a blueprint. Do oh, not same, get me wrong. Same. 100%. <laughs> yeah, all for it. <laughs> but at the same time, there has to, there's this time and a place where you need to be able to trust that you've got everything you need, right? Because we always have everything we need inside of us and to create space to tune inwards and actually go, hang on, what's right for me in this moment? And how am I going to use this energy to the best of my ability? Yeah. And 
allowing yourself to do that. So, you know, we hear a lot of people say, and particularly a lot of coaches will say, you know, if you need rest, rest, you know, it's okay to slow down um, and that sort of thing. And that's probably because they might be in bear mode, I think, when they're writing those posts. And it's because it's true. It's if you're in bear mode and you need to just turn that laptop off and walk away, then that is actually going to give you the energy to be able to come back and do the work you need to do. And also remember super mode comes next. So it's almost like when I go into bear mode and if I'm able to put the laptop away and not do work, I'm like, I'll do that later when I'm in super mode because I'll be so interested in doing that task then. Yeah, it is. It's like this, it's almost like a, uh, it's, it's one validating how you're feeling and then two accepting how you're feeling and going, no, no, my time will come. Like, yeah. I need to be okay with that, which I think is the hardest thing, especially for mums. Like this is only from like even observing my own mum. It's like there's this guilt, this mum guilt associated with not being able to do all the things or like um, trying to be on and in that superwoman mode all the time. And it's like I can only imagine, like I find it, I always say to everyone, running I was actually only saying to mum this morning in the kitchen, I'm very dramatic most of the time. It's just a part of my nature. But I go, I actually think the hardest job in the world would be being a mum and the second one is being a business owner. I never will discount business owner, but imagine then being the two. I was like, I can't even fathom that right now because I always say running my business has been the most rewarding um, job to date. Not that it feels like a job, but it's also been the hardest. I think if I'd known that it would have been this hard, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would have like held myself back and not done it, but imagine doing the two, like that's wild. Yeah. And you know, and it is building a business is hard. And that's why when so many women in bear mode get onto seek and go, Oh, is it going to be easier for me just to go and get a job today? And don't like, we've all done it. Okay. We've yeah, all had a bear mode do. where we've gone, this is shit. <laughs> Is it better for me to go and work for someone? And then you come out of bear mode and realise that that's actually, you know, the worst thing that we could possibly do. (laughs) But it's it's true. Like that's just what happens. But, yeah, look, it's it's full on raising a business and children at the same time. But it is so rewarding. Yeah. You know, too, as well. But it's, um, you know, we chose to have a business so that we could have freedom. But so many of us have become chained to our businesses even more than we've become chained to a job Mm. to the point that when, like, for me, I'm like, these are the best years of my life right now. I'm not going to let them slip by (laughs) without experiencing them and enjoying them. You want to be able to relish in every single moment, like that, let that inner childlike innocence come out and just enjoy life. Because I think we do, we take life so seriously sometimes as well. And it's like, life is meant to be lived. And I think we all need to live a little every now and then and just go, yeah, everything's going to be standing tomorrow. Like nothing's going to fall apart in like a day's absence or longer. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the more you embrace, you know, you, and for me, definitely, like the the journey of self awareness for me has meant that, and and experiencing the modes and studying them has meant that I have been able to enjoy those different aspects of life more as well. So, you know, when we talk about relishing life, that's really a sparkle mode thing, and and tapping into my sparkle mode and allowing her to 
have a front seat at the table when I'm in sparkle mode means that I have really relished life a lot more. And it's not to say that it's about going out and doing big crazy things or anything, but just, no, I'm not going to work this afternoon. I'm going to go have a wine with my girlfriend and talk, shoot the breeze about God knows what or, you know, take the day off and go to Marley's school netball carnival because I want to and I can. You know, yeah, I love that. Um, and I wanted to share with everyone too that, um, because I always think like when you're learning about something new or it piques your interest, always the first thing is like, how do I do it? Right? It's like, how yeah, do I yeah. integrate <laughs> it? What, what do I do? We, Just give me the tools. Straight, we go straight to what is it? How do I do it? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I love that in the book, um, because Stacey was kind enough to see me the book and I haven't finished it yet, but there's this amazing chapter towards the end, which is chapter 10 and it's called survive and thrive. And what it does is what I loved so much about this is it actually gives you things to do while you're in that particular mode. Yeah. And then also like, which I thought was amazing. It even gives you journal prompts and journaling's become so big at the moment as well and I just thought like you've got it's almost like a handbook to helping you to not only understand soul modes but then also like how to start integrating it too so you're not just left feeling inspired you're like okay I can apply this in my own life yeah and that's the the key biggest thing to get started with soul modes is to just to understand how they show up for you yeah and you know to understand what is it what is it that I feel in that mode? What is it I need in that mode? And how do I feel the cup of that mode? Okay. And, and if, you can, if you can nail what those things are, it's like the fast tracked out, like hacking your life really in yeah. a way. Oh, so good. A question out of like moving into this part of your journey and really understanding the energetics of everything. What's been your favorite thing to date that you've learned about yourself and exploring soul modes? Um, It's been uh, probably the two, I'd say there's two big things. One is that it was, it was, again, it's that whole permission slip thing for me. It was like, it was my permission slip to embrace that that stuff that has been like a core belief for my whole life and but you know being in corporate in such a masculine world and everything it's been squashed down for so long it was like that permission slip to go no I can embrace this and I think like I'd always looked into other things but nothing really resonated with me as much as this did and I think you know you know when you find your thing like you love astrology that's your thing right you just love it so much and it was like this was my way of understanding the world and understanding myself and I just fell in love with it I think the other thing it did for me too was it gave me validation that the way I understood myself and understood the world was was okay like so many things, you know, since I've been doing like mentoring with Carly, it's just, you know, she's, she's such an intelligent woman and she says these things. And I'm like, I've known this my whole life, but I've never had a framework for it. Or I've never had, I've, you know, always thought, oh, am I on the right track? Or am I being a bit crazy in how I'm interpreting this, you know, how I'm unpacking the world or myself or relationships or parenting or whatever. Um, and I think it's because we do have four modes. We can view things so differently often it's that that validation that all of those different parts of me that do see the world differently and through a different lens 
are all innately genius at the same time. That was your mic drop moment for today. Oh, mic drop, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> and I legit was doing the action of a mic drop moment then. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love that. Um, I've only got a couple more questions for you, but is there anything else that you'd love to share before we wrap up? No, I think that, you know, for those people that have heard about soul modes and, and know them, like just keep you know, this is probably one of your statements, following the breadcrumbs, like just keep following the breadcrumbs and, and using the modes to understand yourself on a deeper level. And it's where true, that, that's where true self-acceptance and self-love comes from is by doing that. And um, those people that don't or have never heard about soul modes, maybe this is the first time that you've explored it, um, is, yeah, like just start to understand how they show up for you and and see and see what that looks like it's it just is a journey of self-exploration I think it's one that all women should go on oh preach sister like everybody find your thing and lean into it baby because if it and that's and and Stacey and I we've had this conversation a few times now it's like whatever it is if there's something that resonates and it helps you understand more about who you are and human behavior it's going to be a good thing (laughs) totally yeah. And yeah. so where can people find you online and how can people work with you, especially if if um, we've piqued their interests with all things soul modes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, if you want to delve more into soul modes um, on my website, I finally got my soul modes page up <laughs> just this week, um, is, which is at all the W's, the social hub com forward slash soul modes. And on there, you can buy the book from me. I've created my own soul modes tracker, which has like journal prompts and ways to help you understand how the modes show up for you. And I've also got a bundle, which includes access to Carly Marie's soul modes magic course. Um, she's created a beautiful deep dive course into soul modes, a copy of the book and um, some mentoring with me as well to help you just unpack it as just sort of learning more about it. Um, but, you know, even on a, a more basic level than that, if you head over to Instagram at Ms. Stacey Marie underscore, head into my DMs, always there for a DM chat. I've got a few podcast episodes on the modes as well. So there's plenty of places you can learn more about it from me. Um, if you just go to Stacey's Instagram page, she's like a hive of knowledge. Like I'm always loving all your reels and like all your updates on social and what's going on. And you've always got new guests on the pod. Like you really are a woman with that's multi-passionate with a wealth of experience. (laughs) I think Instagram is definitely the place to find me. Like, yeah, you'll you'll see all the things you need to see over there. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll link everything in the show notes below so people can find you and also they can learn more about soul modes. And my final question for you today is what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? Oh, another good question. (laughs) You're full of the good questions. An epically small moment. Um, okay, so I think this just this week I met up with a friend who's writing in the book. We're co-authoring a chapter in this the co-authored book and we met up to do some writing because we hadn't even actually started our chapters. And I, yeah, I, I just kind of, I just was like, I really had no strategy around how I was going to write this thing. I just literally pulled up a Google sheet and just started typing and um, it just kind of all poured out of me. 
and it was and it actually ended up being really awesome but it was just it was such a perfunctory thing it was like let's catch up and write together but it was so epic at the same time Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.